Hello everybody, welcome to The Real Doss. My name is Dawson and today we're going to talk about day two of the RNC, the Republican National Convention. Uh, speakers included Melania Trump, Mike Pompeo, Eric Trump, Larry Kudlow, Abby Johnson, Tiffany Trump, Pam Bondi, Rand Paul, Nick Sandman, a few other people, I think. I'm not going to talk about everybody, um, but it was, again, quite a night. Um, yeah, let's talk about this. All right. Day two. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened last night. I'm going to start today's show by talking about Mike Pompeo. Who made some... Uh, claims here that need to be talked about. He also violated the Hatch Act by recording his speech in Jerusalem. So, there's that. So, Mike Pompeo commented about the virus, calling it the China virus. Um, that really needs to be that needs to stop people need to stop calling it the china virus um it's just china has less than 5000 people killed from the virus less than 5000 america has over 180000 killed and that number grows every day it's growing right now as you're listening to this. All right. Trump's, um, Mike Pompeo said, because of Trump, because of President Trump, NATO is stronger. Ukraine has defensive weapon systems and America left a harmful treaty. So our nation can now build missiles to deter to deter to um deter Russian aggression well actually NATO is weaker because of Trump and many european members don't trust them there's widespread mistrust among quite european uh, members of it and what he said basically made it seem like Trump is tough on Russia, which we all know is laughable. Trump is not tough on Russia. In fact, Trump withheld American weapon shipments to the Ukraine who were fighting Russian-backed insurgents. Trump is very pro-Russia, and we all know this. We all know this. Mike Pompeo mentioned North Korea. Let's talk about that. Lord, Mike Pompeo said, Trump lowered the temperature and against all odds got North Korea, got North Korean leadership to the table. He met with um, Kim Jong-un, yes. There's more. No nuclear tests, no long-range missile tests, 
and Americans held captive came home to their families, as did the remain the precious remains of scores of heroes who fought in Korea. There were people who came home. Sure. Those family and the families did get the remains back. Sure. Sure. Otto Rambeer, I believe that was the name, came home after he was tortured and ended up dying. I just wanted to throw that in there. Again, and like I said, Trump did meet with Kim Jong-un. But there were very few, there was hardly any progress shown from that meeting. And also, North Korea actually launched projectiles earlier this year. And while no nuclear tests have been done since 2017, there's still... The UN still finds that they are continuing their nuclear program, North Korea. So, I mean, North Korea is still a threat. They aren't, they haven't not stopped being a threat. And Mike Pompeo has made it seem like that North Korea, we don't have to worry about them anymore, which is not true. All right, uh, Larry Kudlow spoke. And, well, I'm just going to quote one thing that he said here and a couple things, actually, sorry, a couple things that he said here. Um, he claimed, Larry Kudlow claimed that there was a stagnant economy on the front end of recession and that the economy was rebuilt in three years. Well, the economy was actually already growing. Um, Obama had six straight years and was on his way to the seventh year of economic growth. And of course, once COVID hit, all that, you know, the economy went down. So... There's that. And we all know how Trump's handling of the economy went with uh, COVID. Okay. Uh, Cutler also talked as if the, um, the coronavirus is no longer in America. Larry Cutler said this about the pandemic, that it was awful. Health and economic impacts were tragic. Hardships and heartbreak were everywhere. He's speaking in the past tense. He's speaking in the past tense. We know that it's still going on in America. And it it's not even close to being done with. People are dying. They're projecting almost 200,000 deaths by, October. I think, October. I could be wrong. That It's going to hit 200,000 by probably September. It's not going anywhere. It's just going to get worse. 
school is starting, more people are going to get sick because of the of schools reopening. More people are going to get sick because of how your voting system is. People are going to be waiting. And I want to point out, last night during videos that Trump showed, nobody was wearing masks. Mike, Mike Pence did a little video. Nobody that he talked to was wearing masks. During Melania Trump's speech, there was very, very little social distancing involved in the audience that she was speaking to. They weren't six feet apart. And hardly anybody was wearing masks. There were a few people, but the majority of them were not. Your numbers are going to get bigger. All right. Next section, we're going to talk about Eric Trump. Eric Trump spoke yesterday. So did Tiffany Trump, but Tiffany, you know, I'm not going to get into Tiffany. She just, she didn't really say anything that really needed much attention, much clarification on, um, she said a few misleading things, a few lies, but nothing, nothing like Eric said. So I'm going to focus on Eric rather than Tiffany. Um, so hopefully you guys don't mind that. If you do want to know what Tiffany said, you can look it up. Um, there, the New York Times did fact check last night. You can check them out. Other places, political, I think, did a fact check on them. But I want to focus more on Eric Trump than Tiffany, so I'm going to do that. So, Eric Trump said, um, the economy soared to new heights. Wages went through the roof. That obviously is not true. Um, the economy was already growing when Trump took the office. And in fact, it actually slowed down. It slowed down when during his first three years, during Trump's first three years. And of course, we all know what the, happened to the economy when COVID hit. It crashed. Um, it never grew to the 4 to 6% rate that Trump promised as recently as December of his first year. Um, the best year Trump had was a 3% growth, which is less than the 3.1% growth that happened in 2015. Eric Trump also claimed that Biden wants to take away your Second Amendment. That's actually false. He does not want to take away your Second Amendment. Trump actually, all he wants to do is ban the sale and manufacturing of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. He also wants a, volunt a voluntary buyback program. A voluntary program to buy back assault weapons and those magazines I mentioned. He just wants your country safer, folks. That's it. <laughs> um, she also said, Eric Trump also said, my father... He's talking about Trump, obviously. Delivered the largest tax hike in American history. That's actually a lie. There have been several 
several bills since 1980 that were larger than the 2017 bill that Trump put out. And one more thing about Eric Trump. He made a completely meaningless claim about Trump increasing wages for the military. They were already getting their wages increased. It's law. It's federal law. They automatically have their costs of living increased. Trump didn't do it. It's law. It happens. All right. um, That's enough on Eric Trump. (laughs) There were other things, but... We'll, we'll be here all day if I talk about Eric Trump any longer. And quite frankly, I really don't want to talk about him anymore. Up next, we're going to talk about Pam Bondi. Okay, Pam Bondi. Let's talk about her. Basically, the whole her whole rant, her whole speech was her complaining about Hunter Biden and his dealings in Ukraine and Joe Biden and how they basically got away with it. And yeah, so I'm just going to say a few things about that. Um, Pam Bondi didn't seem to realize that Trump himself was impeached by the House because of his withholding aid to the Ukraine while their government looked into the Biden's activities over there. She basically complained about how wrong it was for Hunter Biden to be working with the vice president. How the run it was for Hunter Biden and the vice president to be working together to making doing whatever they were doing over in the Ukraine when she failed to see failed to mention that you know Don Jr. Ivanka aren't they all part of the White House in some fashion? Isn't Eric Trump somehow connected in there? Isn't Eric Trump under investigation right now? Did they just did she forget about that? I don't know. Maybe. Alright. So Pam Bondi, I'm just gonna do say a few quotes here from her. Um said uh Pam Bondi said this a corrupt Ukrainian oligarch put Hunter Biden on the board of his gas company, even though he had no experience, which he didn't have any experience, I just want to say that, in the Ukraine energy sector. He had none, yet he was paid millions to do nothing. There's no evidence that he was paid millions. Nobody knows for sure how much he was paid. Um, When people looked into this, there may have been a possible conflict of interest, but nothing that would be worth getting getting all huffy and puffy over. And there was no evidence that Joe Biden, as vice president, did anything wrong here with that. Um, she also mentions, um, Biden threatening to withhold aid 
with if the Ukraine didn't fire this prosecutor that they had that was over there. But this prosecutor there, he was look, he's mentioned this too. Actually, a lot of countries wanted him fired. Many countries wanted him fired. So, I think, so, and he was fired. He was not a good person. He was not a good prosecutor. Not a good, not a good guy. But, what I, I thought was funny about this whole thing is that not once did she even talk about the Trumps working with each other while they were while their dad was in the White House. Not once did they, she mention them making money off of their their name while they were working in the White House. Trump, like, just full of hypocrisy and just. I couldn't believe what I was hearing from her. The, it just was so mind-blowing that she didn't hear what she was saying. I, 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 it, it was wild. Yeah, see. Uh, um, so enough about her. I just, it, it was just unbelievable what she was saying. Um, I want to mention Abby Johnson briefly, very, very briefly. I know this section was supposed to be about um, Pam Bondi, and it was, but I just want to mention her very briefly. If you don't know who Abby Johnson is, Abby Johnson um, she's She's something special. She was a Planned Parenthood director turned pro-life associate. I want to say a few things right now that she said last night. Um, well, actually, this wasn't what she said during her little speech, which, by the way, was basically all pro-life, anti-abortion, how wrong abortion is, blah, 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 kept going on about how horrible abortion is and Joe Biden will be the most anti-life president out there ever. It just, oh, it was painful to hear. It was so very painful. She said this. Before Before the night started, she post recently posted. So Abby Johnson posted recently um, a YouTube video. I watched this video, and I was just shaking my head the whole time. She recently posted a video on YouTube that she said it would be statistic. It would be smart. Statistically speaking, it would be smart for the police to profile her adopted biracial son. It would be smart of the police to profile her adopted biracial son. Just think about that. Think for her to say something that awful about her own son. It would be smart of them to profile him. 
What? What? She also said this. On Twitter, May 1st, 2020, on Twitter, she posted this. And I'm going to read this directly. This is directly from Twitter. All right. She, her tweet was, what is, what's the most controversial thing you believe? That's a tweet. Fairly open tweet. People are going to be posting random controversial things. I might have even posted this tweet. It's not that tweet that I want, I want to bring up. I might have even said something like this. Anyways, here's one thing that she said. I would support bringing back household voting. How anti-feminist of me. Someone asked, what's household voting? She replied, each household would get one vote. That person responded, interesting idea. But what happens when the husband is a Republican and the wife is a Democrat or vice versa? And then she said this. Oh, it's painful to read, but I have to say it. Then they would have to decide on one vote in a godly household. The husband would get the final say. Ah! Oh, it's so painful to read and to say. Oh, God. And... This is why I want Democrats to vote. This is why I want you guys to vote. If you're... You don't have to like Joe Biden. All right, I've said this before. And I'll say it again. You don't have to like him. But if you don't like Trump, he's your option. Joe Biden's your option. You don't want Trump to be the leader anymore. You don't want Trump to be president anymore. You got to vote for Biden. Vote for Biden just to save your right to choose. Just to save women's rights to choose. If you vote for Trump, that right can be taken away. And it'll be because of women like her. Oh. All right. I'm going to stop talking about her right now. Um, I'm going to say something brief about Melania Trump's speech. And then we're going to stop. Because that's pretty much all that happened. Um, Nick Sandman talked, um, complained about the media. Um, Rand Paul talked. I don't remember what he said. It was just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Um, I talked about Larry Kudlow. Yeah, it was just... That was it. Pam Bondi was the one that surprised me the most. Out of all of them. So I'm going to do a little brief segment on Melania Trump. And then we're going to close the episode. So 
Trump speech was done at the White House. Um, wasn't as memorable as her last speech from the last convention in 2016. Um, didn't appear to be plagiarized. Um, but it was just boring. Turns out she needs to plagiarize for ha- to have it a... To have a good speech. She just... It dragged. I'm not going to lie. It was just full of... Boring... Dragged on... Talking. Seriously, it was just... Very uneventful. Which... I was shocked at. Uh, you, you literally could hear the crickets in the garden that they were in. And I'm not joking. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was something. Um, talked about her Be Best program. Um, she talked about her, she praised her husband. She actually said, gave thoughts and prayers to the victims of the virus. Um, talked about, um, mental health and how important that is, um, Yeah, it just was sort of boring, to be perfectly honest. I thought there would have been more to her speech, but there was not. I was slightly disappointed, I'm not going to lie. I wanted more. But, yeah, it was just surprisingly uneventful. Um, one thing that happened yesterday during the thing, I want to bring this up just now. Um, he did a pardon for someone. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. Did a full out pardon. Um, he also did, um, a, um, citizenship ceremony. Again, just, I don't know, nothing, that's, it wasn't really an eventful night, aside for Pam Bondi's line and Mike Pompeo breaking the hatch app, nothing really exciting happened. Um, tonight, Mike Pence talks, um, hopefully it'll be a little more exciting, a little more newsworthy, I guess. Um, MSNBC still did their fact-checking, which is great. They're going to probably continue doing that tonight, which I'm I'm very glad that they will be. Um, But yeah, so that's it. And yeah, that's all that happened last night. So, we're ending today. Hopefully you guys had a nice night. Hopefully your morning is good tomorrow. 
Um, I'll be doing another show tomorrow, talking about tonight. I may do a Friday show. I don't know. We will see. Friday, I might only talk about Donald Trump's speech. We'll see. Again, like I said, I don't haven't decided on if I'm going to do a Friday show or not. Um, that's to be decided. But we'll see. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, you guys are being safe. And hopefully, you're all healthy. And I will see talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.